Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here at PHNX with this guy. We're here. That's right. The uh, day has come, Derek. I, I wasn't sure this day would ever actually I never, come. I never thought it, it would. Felt, it felt fake to me like there was this day far off when when me and Derek Montia were going to be together in studio. Yeah. But it just didn't really feel. No, no. Didn't feel like it was actually going to like, happen. It was like when you are and your friends talk about the movie that you're going to make that you're never actually going to make. But you're like, see, this would be yeah, in the movie. Right. But you're never right. going to make that movie. But we're making this thing happen right now. And of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia. This is my vice mayor of PHNX, uh, occasionally known as Thunderstick. But more importantly, this is the one and only Jesse Friedman. Oh, I wondered if you were going to get my actual name. Oh, I'm going to get it in there. I'm going to get it in there. I'm still calling you Thunderstorm because you brought the rain uh, to Arizona. And I uh, hope it rains again tonight. I hope so we too. are. We are three for four, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Since I moved uh, to Phoenix, Arizona, we have had rain on three or four days. And yeah, people told the, me it doesn't rain very often here, Derek. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. We'll, we'll have to see. It, you're going to figure out very soon. It doesn't rain nearly as much as Seattle. And of course, don't forget you're one and two with the Diamondbacks. So uh, this is true. Yeah, let's yeah. The brakes on that. But yeah, of course, uh, we want to welcome you in and let you know this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app. Uh, Jesse, of course, the Arizona Diamondbacks have an off day today. No off days for us. We're here. We're in studio, but a much needed off day with the upcoming uh, two week schedule that the Arizona Diamondbacks have uh, and, and beyond that, I guess I should say, leading into the all star game. But I wanted to ask you. Let's let's get things started off in the right way because I haven't had the chance to have you here. What is sure. your favorite thing to do on an off day? I imagine someone as busy as yourself mm. absolutely hates off days because you don't know right. what to do with yourself. Right. Well, I don't really know what an off day is. That's the <laughs> that's the problem. That's true. No, Mr. No Days Off over here. Right, but. exactly. Um, no, so um when I was a high school teacher in Washington, by the time you hit Friday you're completely wiped. Yeah. And so you want nothing to do with anyone, basically, <laughs> by the time the weekend comes. Um, so, uh, yeah. So generally, Friday nights would be very chill. I would yeah. not uh, I would not do much then. But um, on weekends, one of my favorite things uh, to do, and I'm hoping to do this here once it's not 147 degrees outside, um, is I love to hike. 
Derek. Oh. I think that hiking is a wonderful, a wonderful it's a great thing. way to spend your time. It's it is absolutely. a wonderful way to spend your time. So, but very scary to do here in Arizona because yeah, it's literally one of our most uh, deadliest summertime yeah. activities. Yeah, right. And uh, people tend to take uh, Camelback Mountain, for instance, for granted. But Camelback uh, Mountain is very steep. It's a beast. I uh, a beast. <laughs> I hiked like most of it uh, a couple years ago, and uh, I like to say I actually just ran out of time. But uh, yeah, the real truth is that Camelback Mountain is is not easy no, to hike. No, yeah, so, it's not. Yes. It's not for it's not for novices for sure. But uh, I, you know, I I think with my off days, I again I have a very hard time relaxing and not uh, watching baseball or doing something regarding this. Do you does watching is watching baseball work? Is that what you're it's implying? Absolutely, where I have to imply that because if I don't, okay. then my wife's going to ask me what I'm doing with. <laughs> So if I say no, then it's just going to not, it's not going to help my with credibility around that's the house. Fair. But that's fair. Uh, I will say that I, I do tend to like to play video games. I've talked oh. about that. Obviously I have the arcade in the background of the, of the office shop. Do you actually play that arcade? Oh, I play those games. I absolutely bought okay. my favorite games because I found that when I go to a, a newer arcade, I still gravitate towards things like Pac-Man. Galaga and Donkey uh, Kong. Sure. So I wanted them in my house now because it's it's fleeting. You know, I've I've talked yeah. for the last like week about going to Dave and Buster's and uh how the Wicked Tuna game p- pays out. By the way, I don't know if it's broken, but if you're in the area, go to Dave and Buster's and get down on the Wicked Tuna game. Um, but you know, of course, they don't have those games anymore at the arcade, Jesse. You don't go yeah. find Pac-Man and Galaga anymore, unless stuff. it's like 500 the classics, feet tall. The classics are gone. Yeah, right? yeah. I still like playing the classics, but um, I really don't actually get around to playing them much. Like, okay, it's like my actual pastime is starting it up and watching like uh, on the PlayStation Five, sure. like the the video, uh, the the cutscene, and then falling asleep, uh, taking a daytime nap in between, and that's pretty mm. much it because I'm exhausted all the time. By the way, you didn't come to my day club, and I'm still. Yeah. I'm still recovering from the effects of being uh, out in the sun uh, that long. Uh, you don't but, look too. I mean, if I had gone to the Maya Day Club, Derek, and I had spent more than about five minutes in the sun, yeah. then my entire body would, would be the color of this T-shirt. Yes. Yeah, so for sure. That's sort of I, how things work I bounced back pretty well from this stuff. I also had a concert last night uh, that the due to the, the, the thunderstorms in the area... Uh, they did not open the doors until like about nine o'clock for Halsey. Uh, it was supposed to, doors were supposed to open at five thirty, ah. so it was quite the wait. And uh, awesome show though. Regardless, I did not make it. Um, she actually made a reference midway through a show uh, that the people that were old as dirt would start fa- phasing out soon, and um, mm. she wasn't wrong about that. So we didn't make it quite to the end of the show, but we almost made it there. Uh, and that again, I blame on. You not being at the day club. Yeah, surely if I had been there, you would have have had the energy. (laughs) But uh, of course, after today's day off, the Arizona Diamondbacks don't have much of a day off going forward. Uh, The next two weeks looking at the schedule are, uh, I'm not going to say are brutal because we're playing the Rockies twice in the next two weeks. And that that looks really good right about now, all things considered uh, what they have coming up uh, going into the all-star break. But uh, they have do have this weird two game set with San Diego at home, then to Colorado for an away series, then back home for uh, the Giants and the Rockies. And in this series with the Padres coming up, we get Zach Gallon and Mad Bum uh, going up against the Padres. So 
thoughts on thoughts on this little bit of the schedule? I think that uh, especially with it kind of being daunting that the Diamondbacks kind of have to take it just one game at a time or at least one series yeah. at a time without you know without it being too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the pitchers on the other side in that Padres series. I believe it's Sean Manaya in the first game, and then it's Mike Clevenger in the second game. Um, so the Diamondbacks have Zach Gallen, Madison Bumgarner, which you know you feel pretty good about. Um, but Sean Manaya has the Diamondbacks have seen a, a good amount of him already this season a couple times now. Um, and Mike Clevenger they saw about a week ago as well. So there's yeah. certainly some familiarity here. Uh, but things didn't go so great the last time the Diamondbacks played the San Diego Padres. No. So <laughs> no, we'll uh, we'll have to see if uh, the Diamondbacks, especially the offense, the offense in that series uh, just really struggled. Things just didn't look good for them. So um, hopefully things can get back on track in, in this series. Well, you wrote about your five takeaways from the series loss to the Tigers. And obviously one of the takeaways for me there is the offensive output in the finality of the series. So do you think that that's going to carry over or is that not, I mean, is that just kind of a, a good day against a pretty bad Tigers team? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a million dollar question, right? There's really, it's hard to answer something like sure. that, but yeah, I mean the Diamondbacks scored 11 runs total over their five game losing streak. And then of course they score 11 runs in, in one, one game, game. Um, in this series finale yesterday. So um, I think that's baseball, right? That's that's this sport that we know and love uh, where those kinds of things happen. Um, it would be nice if you could take all of the runs that you score for the entire season <laughs> and just like just like aggregate them scoring. Evenly. We want aggregate scoring. Yeah, you yeah. pick the days where you need to score more runs or sure. fewer runs depending sure. on how many you're going to give up. But that's not really how it works. So, um, yeah, I think there were some good signs, though. Um, Carson Kelly, I think in particular, we didn't talk too much about him yesterday. Um, I thought he really seemed like he was seeing the ball a lot better um, in in the game yesterday. That's something that I wrote about in my article today. Um, and that would be huge for the Diamondbacks. A lot of people forget that Carson Kelly, about a year ago, Carson Kelly, first of all, had just suffered a, um, a wrist injury that would keep him out for like six weeks. Um, but prior to that, Carson Kelly was one of the best catchers in the National League. Um, he was hitting, I think it was like 260. He had an on-base percentage of nearly 400 at that point. He was probably going to be an all-star, or at least was certainly in that conversation at that point. Um, and he's just been completely missing from the Diamondbacks offense uh, this season. Um, even after the home run yesterday, the, the numbers still have a, a long ways to go to get to where we've we've seen him in the past. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a good hitter, and we've seen what he can do at the big league level in the past. And the Diamondbacks have sort of adjusted to a norm where Carson Kelly's just not really a factor offensively. And if suddenly that was able to change, maybe in this next series he's able to, to continue to build momentum, that would be really big for, for this team. It would be. It would be huge. And the other thing that I wanted to address was Dallas Keuchel because it's kind of become a thing in our chat a bit about the, uh, uh, you know, about if we were getting overly excited yeah. or not. About... Yeah, you got some flack for the tweet you put out hey, yesterday. I mean, I'm wasn't it saying, from? It was from uh, Dvac at Dvac's overreact or something like that. It was, and it was uh, about taking a bow. And I think it wasn't really trying to make it out like Dallas Keuchel went out there and. Sure. Through a through a, a twelve strikeout yeah. gem, right? I but mean, when... four and a third. It is a little weird to be as excited as I think people were yesterday about four and a third innings and four runs. That's sure. not like 
That's not hits, a quality four. start. Yeah, six no. hits, three walks. It's yep. a lot of base runners. The numbers right. don't look that good. But I think it was more about the eye test and the fact that he got 15 swings and misses. Um, there were some there were some good signs there for sure. It, and it's just the fact that at this point, I think if you're familiar with pitchers and how long it takes for them to kind of get ready for a season and adapt, this was a pretty fast moving experience for him and yeah he didn't have a lot of time really to build up they did have him out there for 98 pitches which yeah. like you said it's not super encouraging that he you know took four and four and a third uh, you'd like to get a little more mileage out of 98 right, pitches sure. yeah uh but he commented to you and tori lavallo also commented about you know how how excited he was how nervous he was right? yeah so. he was so he was like so serious about that too he was when he was talking to us reporters he said that his his heart rate was like skyrocketing right before it's, the outing well it's gotta and, be weird right this is a guy that's gone out there and been like a stone cold killer on the mat, yeah right? so he won the like, cy young award yeah right? so for him i imagine that to be uncomfortable on the mound is is new like yeah you know you find yourself nervous and it's almost surprising right it's kind of like uh i, I don't know sometimes I, I get to a point now where I'm around a lot of the ball players. I'm older than them. I've been there. I've, I've been covering the team longer than them. So I don't really get like starstruck by like the younger players as much as I used to about sure. guys that I was kind of a fan of before doing this. Right. But every once in a while, someone walks in that literally has me like starstruck, like, with Katie Nolan coming in to Chase Field the other day, right? <laughs> you guys don't understand how excited Derek no, was to meet Katie Jesse Nolan. Jesse was there for it, and he got to see the embarrassment that well, was Well, and me. the sad reality was I didn't actually know who Katie Nolan was in that moment, and Derek was just completely starstruck as she walked by. I so. love Katie Nolan. I love <laughs> Katie Nolan more than members of my own family. So <laughs> she is a delight. And not only is she a delight, but she is somebody that – has inspired me. I think watching people like her on ESPN yeah. and enjoying their kind of content is something I wanted to be a part of, something I wanted to do. You know, kind of being uh, relegated to doing game coverage and stuff made made me want to be what PHNX lets us be now, which is ourselves. And yeah. she was an inspiration for me because her entire career, she has been that, right? I, I love everybody that was on Highly Questionable. Nobody more than Poppy, of course, but... If you appeared on Highly Questionable, you're very high on my list of of sports personalities. I just uh, I, I don't have that happen often, right? Like, sure. there's people that come and throw out the first pitch, and I like I don't even know who they are, and someone tells me, and I'm like, oh, neat, you know? Yeah. But uh, not 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 this instance, and so it it is kind of funny to have those moments that remind you of uh, like. Oh my God! I'm I'm literally my my palms are sweaty and my heartbeat is racing because right. this person I like to watch on on television is walking up to me. There and, is something about that. There's definitely something about you know, that. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And so, like, especially for him, right? Like to come in and and be that nervous and such. So, I, I think there's something to be said about him still performing at the level that he did. And like you said, the eye test, right? The the ability to get guys out and to see potential there for him to maybe get better who knows the diamondbacks right now aren't aren't in a position where they're making someone uh they're putting someone off to have dallas keichel in the lineup the, really yeah. they are looking i for mean the rotation the counter right argument there and i know some people voice this on twitter is corbin martin struck out 13 in his last outing he did but the counter argument to the counter argument is that 
in his start yesterday in Reno, Corbin Martin lasted two thirds of an inning and gave up five runs. So the the mojo there is is uh, not quite what counter, it was a counter, week ago. Counter argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, yeah. Now it's your job to make the counter <laughs> to the counter to the counter argument. I don't. My counter argument is Dallas. I mean, it's like I've said before. Sometimes you have to take a guy that's done it at a major league level before over someone that you don't know what they can do. No yeah. matter what they've done in the minor leagues, playing in Major League Baseball is a completely different animal, and we've seen guys, no matter how good they've been at a AAA level, come up and not be effective in the majors, right? So sure. I think the Diamondbacks are being very careful with Corbin Martin, and I do think that he's part of their future plans, but inconsistency right now is, I think, the thing keeping him off the the you know coming up to the big league club, and I think that... Yeah. Honestly, the Diamondbacks are in need of of finding an arm until it doesn't work anymore. I'm giving it. Uh, I'm giving Dallas Keuchel all the starts. So that's that's my feeling. And of course, you can check out Jesse's piece on GoPHNX.com about his five takeaways from the Diamondback series with the Tigers and so much more. If you haven't signed up to become a member already, please do so. If you get yourself an annual membership, you get yourself a free T-shirt like this guy over at the PHNXLocker.com. And, uh, of course, you will also get yourself access to our members-only Discord where we are getting our mailbag Monday questions from you. We're chatting about games. We're It's popping. It's a party all the time. And, again, it's it's your guys' Someone just party. needs to teach you how to get it on your computer, which apparently Derek has yet to figure out. I've been throwing him under the bus a lot, so I, I had to get this. him. I had to get him I back. expect yeah. this, actually, and I welcome it because he's here, so... Uh, but yes, no, I'm still technologically challenged when it comes to some things, and I, I still don't have Discord on my computer, but uh, I do have it on my phone. <laughs> I can access it there, uh, and that is the reason why sometimes I'm not present, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, you guys you guys get access. It's your party. You guys are – we're just guests at the, at your Discord, really, when it comes to the Diamondbacks do, because do you, it's awesome. Do you know that you can – it's like a website, bro. It's this, oh, it's the same really on like <laughs> Facebook or Twitter or yeah, whatever. Wild, <laughs> yep. did not know or, that. Or or if you can, buddy, you can get the app. You're yeah, yep. Like on from your, the app store on my yeah. On you got yeah. a MacBook. That's yep. what that's what yep. I use. Wild. This if, is all if news you're to me. in the Discord, then you should go in there right now and help Derek. Yeah, because, send me instructions. Yeah, give on him step-by-step step instructions so we can hear from him more often. I don't feel stupid enough already. Please do that. If you want to just be a normal person, you don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> of course, if you don't get the annual membership, you can get yourself the month-to-month membership. You get the discounts at PHNX Locker. No free shirt, but you get your first month for just 50 cents. And you still can join us in the Discord and be part of the PHNX family. And speaking of PHNX family, our entire family will be out on Wednesday at our friends right here, uh, Four Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, join us out at Four Peaks Brewery and Tempe. Uh, we will all be there. We will all be there. Even we, I will be there. Even Derek. Jesse will be there. I, I will. He promises will this time. So I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not leaving it up to him. I'm going to go pick him up and make sure he there gets there. Go. But of course, uh, we want you guys to enjoy our friends at Four Peaks. Join us. Come watch us do the show. Hang out with us. Uh, we won't be doing the show all day, but we'll be there quite for quite a while. So make sure to join us. You can try the Four Peaks line of brews that they have. They are all delicious. And there's one handcrafted specifically for you. Of course, if you can't join us at the Four Peak Brewing Company uh, in Tempe, make sure to enjoy, uh, enjoy their brews at your convenience store, supermarket near you. Their beers are excellent, uh, and you can get them 21 and over only, and please enjoy responsibly, but enjoy them for sure uh, anywhere you get your local beers at. Uh, Jesse, 
it's time. It is time. It's time. Uh, of course, you know, you know what we do around here. We welcome Jesse. Uh, every day is Earth Day. Uh, every every week is Shark Week, and every Monday we go to the mailbag. Yes, mailbag Monday. Let's get to it. We've been taking them from Twitter. We've been taking them from Discord. Uh, let's get to our first question, Emma. What do we got? Uh, Adam in Pennsylvania asks, Mailbag Monday question, with the DH in both leagues now, why even have the NL and AL? Without the DH, both leagues have the same rules. Why not just realign geographically? Can the Dodgers not be in our division, please? I like everything there said by Adam in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you still have to have divisions, right? And then you want... Nah, you don't need you want, divisions. You want to break it up. You don't need divisions. You don't need leagues. Nothing. Just, just do a straight up 1 through 30. Just everybody. Yeah. And the top two. That sounds Take awful. the top 12, like 14, however mm -hmm. many they want. Uh no, it's a it's a fair question um, because, yeah, there's really no difference between the two leagues now in terms of the rules or anything. They're exactly the same. So um, I just think it would be really weird if they actually change things. I mean, the divisions have been the way that they are with with small changes for a number of years at this point. Um, but I mean, anything that gets the Diamondbacks uh, away from the, di the division of the Dodgers, it's probably hard to argue with something like that so it's a it's a fair question i mean and especially considering that at one point the divisions were meant to keep things close then and that's kind of gone out the window with how expansive some of the divisions are yeah. we still play other divisions we still play interleague you still have teams traveling all around the country yeah. right so well and next year you're gonna have every team playing every team so right the divisions will kind of even feel like they mean less next year too sure because they're going to be playing them less right i don't know obviously you still have to have some sort of way to break it up so would we do just a western conference and eastern conference kind of thing like basketball at that yeah. point like i guess basketball the nba does have divisions but they kind of feel like they don't really matter very much right. like in many ways we're we are still in the lakers division like we yeah. as phoenix would still end up in the dodgers division you know they'd fucking do that to us. Yeah. You know they would. They absolutely would. We would not get away from them. I mean, if you go geographically, it's hard to argue against that. I know. Too, because they're kind of close to each right. other. But. So what are we doing? We're still playing San Francisco, San Diego, and yeah. LA. Yeah. Probably the Colorado Rockies. Like Our division probably makes the most sense geographically than any division in baseball right now. Yeah. I mean, the... I mean, uh, the, the uh, geographically is already the geographic thing is already happening right within the National League and the American League. Yeah. So it's not a shock that the Diamondbacks are close to their NL West counterparts. But, but like it'd um, be like a coastal league, maybe like all the California teams. Yeah. And I mean, Angels, if you if you throw in the, the AL West, then that yeah. that cushions the blow of the Dodgers sure. quite a bit because Get them the hell out of here. Yeah. The Angels are, you know, they're the Angels and they'll find a way to lose 12 or 14 in a row or whatever it was so and then fight the other team and then yes they're that still was, fighting the mariners did you by see the way. oh my gosh yeah, that yeah. was oh, I, saw, really I saw him reenact yesterday. the naked gun fight it was awesome oh they my reenacted gosh. the fight <laughs> from naked gun also there was a great story about a fan sending a pizza to jesse winker uh after the fight and Wait, it actually, why? Because she was a Mariners fan, so Jesse Winker was the one that got plunked and the fight started. Uh, mm. Started the fight. I'm not going to say he started the fight. He was the retaliatory hit for Mike Trout getting hit the night before. So he, it was him getting plunked that started the fight. But right, 
uh, she sent him a pizza and then it kind of went viral uh, of her like tweets tracking the delivery guy bringing the pizza to the stadium to oh see if it gosh. would actually happen. <laughs> and it did end with not only Jesse Winker receiving the pizza and sending Whoa. her a message thanking her for the pizza, but it also oh got a bunch of love from the Seattle Mariners fans for the delivery guy for going through all that. So he got like his Venmo put up on Twitter and people sent nice. him a bunch of money and stuff. So nice. it was a great all around story. And again, just goes to show you can be nice. You can send a player a pizza. Chances are he'll get it. Just, I mean, it depends on how it's received, right? Yeah. Not everybody likes all those carbs. Uh, anyway, next question on Twitter or wherever. Oh, my, Michael Rokicki. Uh, he says, when do we get a podcast where Derek and Jesse rate the food at Guy Fieri place? Oh, that's uh, impossible because Jesse did not get his certification in the, oh in the per gosh. system. Like, just because he did a snack podcast doesn't I did mean... not do a snack podcast. I went to an institute of higher learning to get certified in snacking. And oh, my gosh. Do you, you don't know anything about the PER system, do you? The pick-eat-rate system. It's a very complicated system of picking, eating, and rating snacks. Yeah, it's it not, sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, see, everybody thinks they can do it until they actually have to do it. It's far more complicated so, uh, Derek, than you think. So, you're educated on food and snack review, but yes. not Discord? Hey, you don't have to. You don't have to snap. You don't review in Discord. It's not. It's you don't. You don't crowdfund your rating, right? Your your rating when, comes when from the When do you heart. get your Discord certification? When, uh, does, that, when does that happen? Maybe they they need to send me to a class so I can figure uh, it out. Um, but yes, uh, that's that's the reason why Jesse can't rate. He's not allowed to. Uh, the rating wouldn't be official. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be very good at that because I'm one of those people who will. I'm pretty. I'm not very picky. So if you give me something to eat that's like reasonably okay, like I'm just gonna He's be gonna like, like I'm gonna be like nothing will get a ten out of ten, but like literally everything will get an eight out of ten or yeah. a nine out of ten. Yeah, that's to the guy. point where it will be completely meaningless. So yeah. you probably should uh, you should probably do it anyway. Yeah, so. no, that's fine. It's fine. And I got a bone to pick with Guy Fieri, uh, mayor of Flavortown. What's happening, uh, mayor of Tasteburg over here? I don't know. <laughs> Mayor of Yummy Dale, whatever you want to call me. Uh, you have a, a opening for a business and you appear live via satellite? Live via satellite without a sash. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it speaks for itself right there. That's that's my opinion. But anyway, uh, Emma, we can move on to the next question, I believe. Ooh, I like this one. This is a good one. Gabriel at Bold is Bronze asks, other than the dog inside Alec Thomas, because we know the dog in him is at 100, uh, which is your favorite dog breed? I love me some Border Collies and Australian Shepherds. Oh, mm. man, I love Border Collies and Australian Shepherds myself. Those are yeah. brilliant dogs. But uh, I have to be a little biased. I think Jesse's going to be biased. We are going to be biased. I love French Bulldogs, and it's because of this little lady right there. Aww. Yeah, that's my girl right there. Uh, I love this dog more than anything. And this dog loves me more than any other human being on the planet. So uh, French Bulldogs now have a very special place in my heart they're they're not quite a bulldog so they're not as disgusting as like an english bulldog but they're <laughs> bulldog adjacent you know and that's why i like sure them. sure um yeah so i'm also going to be biased here <laughs> um objectively derek the i mean look at how cute this dog <laughs> oh is. my god look at that and, muppet and she look at that muppet she is a cockapoo she is a mm. cocker spaniel poodle mix oh yeah and uh and yeah she is wearing a little d-backs uh like I little name tag there I see that. so um yes this is this is my dog millie and we love her dearly uh, so i love um, millie too yes we all do uh Let's go. 
but yeah, I I'm more of a small dog person, but I'm same. not uh, same. I'm not opposed. I love all dogs. So at the end of the day, sort of like the snack thing, I like them all. So right. Not not a great person to ask about this sort of thing. I actually used to work at an animal hospital. It's where I met my wife. And the one thing I used to think about big dog breeds oh, right. was I would have such a hard time. Like, it's like a person. Like, I don't know. At least a, yeah. a, little, a little dog to me is like a pet. But like, yeah, a, a big dog is eventually like a they're like bigger and stronger than you yeah, are. Well, and and it's, it's a, yeah, like it's not just that. But you got to understand working in the animal hospital. Uh, it's. It's depressing, but you think a lot about losing your pets, right? And so that's the part that, like, with a big dog, I'm like, I don't know if I'd be devastated. Like, I don't know if I could go to work for, like, I'd have to take, like, bereavement leave over a, a big dog passing away just because. Wait, why is it Why is it different? It's different because they're, like, they're, I don't know. There was something about them that, like, I was thinking about having that, like, bigger presence in, uh, you know, in your life, like, missing. Like, smaller dogs I tend to think of as, you know, I don't know still as like pets as smaller things sure you know, like okay but i'm talking about someone that has like a great dane or like a mastiff that sleeps in the bed with them it's like literally a, a human being that you know is 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 gone but yeah you know yeah fair enough yeah it's it's that's the thing sometimes i forget my dogs aren't people uh very much so very much so all the time i have to remind my wife all the time to not uh talk to the dogs in complicated sentences like in whole ass sentences because she will just give them like she will be like she'll be like who took the thing off the table and it's like you know they're not gonna answer you right like, are you implying <laughs> that like if she spoke in shorter phrases that the dog yes, would know exactly I, what I'm she was talking saying, about like i tend to use like <laughs> nose and bad dogs and good i don't sure, I, I don't sure. i don't i don't talk to my dogs like i that. found that dogs at least the dogs that i've had respond to the tone of your voice that's, That's really very true. You can yeah, say something very, very mean in a very high pitched voice, and, and they they'll won't. just be so happy. Yeah, they'll they just know. be overjoyed. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Awesome. You can trick them pretty easily. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next question. All right. Elizabeth at Burrito Sore asks, uh, at the Burrito Sore, excuse me, the Burrito Sore. Uh, she asks, in a baseball retelling of Space Jam, which current D back would take the place of Michael Jordan, and who would you cast as the Monstars? I, I, I'm pretty sure you have not seen this film. Is that right? That's generally the case, yeah, and it is it also much. the case here. Uh, okay, so, so, yes. so uh, Michael Jordan, again, is the is the heroic role in this film, right? That part I knew. Pairing yes. together with the Looney Tunes guys on, on, on the good guy side, and then you have the Monstars comprised of, like, I won't say, like, some, as Charles Barkley was there, and him and Michael were friends, right? But, like, other basketball players that were on other teams, almost like an all-star team of, uh, of his opponents, his right? Enemies, so, right. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go evil Diamondbacks opponents with the Monstars. I'm gonna say uh, Yasiel Puig is a monster. Okay. Ryan Braun, definite monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Who else? I feel like the Diamondbacks don't have that many hardcore enemies at this stage in their franchise. Max Scherzer. Not I don't as know an if Scherzer. I don't think he's an enemy. No, I think people just, are just very sad that he yeah, left. Right, right. That would be like the like the heart. Are you going to put like Paul Goldschmidt in there too? Yes, okay. I am absolutely okay. putting Gold Paul Goldschmidt on there. Josh Hunt wants Jake Lamb in there. Yes. yes. <laughs> why are we? Why do you got to do Jake Lamb like that? I don't My know. goodness. No, but it makes a lot of sense. He would definitely be, and he would he would hit three sixty five on the Mod Stars, Josh. Uh, but who from the Diamondbacks is our heroic savior? Hmm. 
The heroic savior on the Diamondbacks, I think, has to be none other than Carson Kelly. Because wow. he's just he's just if you've ever if you ever get a chance to talk to Carson Kelly, he's just a funny sort of guy. And uh, I don't know. I think he has it in him, Derek. That's a I weird think... comparison to Michael Jordan. That's though. that's like, you know yeah. you say that, but uh, that's what I'm going with. Okay. So what do you what do you uh, what do you got in the movie? Michael Jordan has retired to play baseball at this point in his career. So I'm going with a retired heroic Diamondback, and of course it's Luis Gonzalez. Oh, uh, okay. Gonzalez. Wait, Gonzalez. was the question were we restricted to current Diamondbacks players? I don't know. Were we restricted to current? That was Diamondbacks my that was my assumption. Emma. No, uh, it's just D-bags okay. players. All right. All right. I'm still sticking with Carson Kelly. It's not going to be Randy Johnson. I feel like it's up to interpretation. So yeah. Okay. Whatever, yeah. whatever you guys want, you guys, you guys run the show. Come on. Okay. Okay. She's right. We do. We do run the show. Josh Hunt runs the show, and he says if we want the acting like MJ, put in Mad Bum. I just know his lines would be so monotone. That's that's an is that a that's a double sided attack. That's on Michael Jordan and Mad Bum. <laughs> Brilliantly done. Yeah, I, well, well done, Josh. That. Well done. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. Oh, it comes from this guy, Josh Hunt. Uh, he says, I found my mailbags, uh, mailbag Monday question. Mailbox Monday. Mailbag. Josh, get it together. Uh, <laughs> what is the most obscure Diamondbacks souvenir that you have? I have a Diamondbacks bottle opener that when you use it, it plays the Greg Schulte's 2001 Gonzo walk-off hit call. That is incredible. That is incredible. That's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know uh, the 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 Pachilco Pachilco. You have way more Diamondbacks trinkets than I ever I have, collected. I have up, weird so. um, slot machine. I have that weird slot machine. That's definitely up there, uh, Pachillo or whatever it's called. But it's very specific. And I, I I've told you guys on this show before. I I even asked Mark Grace about it because it's so right. oddly specific to Mark Grace. He's never seen it before in his life. That part is so weird to me that someone would be so into Mark Grace specifically that they would use an autographed baseball as one of, you know, the the things on the reels for the slot machine. So, yeah, I mean, that by far is like the weirdest thing I've ever come across. And it's, it's why I bought it. I bought it because I was like, yeah, this is absurd. And at the time, I didn't even know it was a Mark Grace like specific right, machine. Right. I thought it was just a World Series, you know, 2001 Diamondbacks World Series. Which would still be pretty, I mean, that's still pretty cool. It's so. still pretty cool, but it's still, like, oddly unique, right? And that's why, yeah. with with the ashtray, it had a dumpable ashtray. I, I think Mark Grace is still lying. Yeah. I think it's totally <laughs> is. He just doesn't want to fess up to it. But. You've always had far more Diamondbacks trinkets than I will ever have. I do. So it's kind of well, like some... you were reading off that list the other day of uh, the inaugural season oh, giveaways right yeah and like, oh my god i couldn't believe there was 50 there. of them yeah they literally gave away like 50 items which kind of makes sense because if there's a new franchise in town then you know Absolutely. every sponsor wants to get their their hand in the game somehow but uh, yeah i pretty much just have some some dusty old bobbleheads uh <laughs> around the house from from when i was little uh but i really have nothing interesting as far as diamondbacks trinkets go so uh that bottle opener sounds pretty yeah, rad, that bottle though. Opener. I, I like the stuff that makes the sounds like I uh, uh, have the, you know, David Peralta one that makes the, like, train noises. And there right. is a uh, Archie Bradley one. This guy right here. Oh, there the, we go. This one makes the call, right? There it is. 
That's that's, that's so bad for audio. For that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. So yeah, I I like the stuff. I mean, I I think some of the stuff they've come up with lately. I liked uh, I liked the I think it was the uh, Robbie Ray like strikeout counter one. Yeah, yeah that was cool pretty cool. Like that, that was but, pretty cool. Uh, realistically, uh, the, 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 the really obscure stuff tends to be found like in, uh, like Goodwill now. When I go to Goodwill, yeah, I that's, see, the, that's definitely where like, you should go. <laughs> the, the crap that they have, like stuff I didn't even know that they ever made for, you know, the Diamondbacks in any way, shape, or form. But you telling me that there were 50 giveaway items the first season made me realize that that is probably where the majority of those things that I see, like in, in, in thrift shops and stuff come from. I still love uh I still love my uh uh you know stuff that I have from like the seasons that I've covered the team. Uh the the Brandon McCarthy nameplate for me is awesome, but that's not like weirdly obscure. That's just a weird sure. thing for me to have. I don't know. Uh what about what else in the Diamondbacks realm do you guys have? I want to hear from you guys in the comments if anybody else has anything weird like uh Josh's bottle opener because I know there's still some stuff out there, but uh, before we move on, of course, I have to remind you guys to go try our friends at OG's Gummies if you haven't tried them out already. Uh, Jesse, you can earmuff for this part, of course. But, uh, we were out there. Uh, we are outside. Some of us are still recovering um, from Saturday, of course. But uh, we had a blast with our friends at OG's out at the Maya Day Club launching their limited edition uh, seasonal flavor, Pina Colada. They were just given out. Uh, non-medicated samples to everybody, much to most people's disappointment of them being non-medicated. But uh, they are perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend for you to try this summer, uh, right and perfect in time for summertime. Uh, so check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands at ogeezbrands.com. Uh, I was talking to the guys and I was reminding them that so many of our, our friends that have tried OG's uh, have reminded us that they try them for sleep. So make sure to look out for OGs to be having some new some new products coming out specifically for sleep and other things that you know might help you out. I know for sure that that Indica that they offer uh, the 10 milligram dose is perfect for that. Uh, they also have their three milligram microdose if you want to kind of dip your toes in in uh, the OGs world. And I know a lot of people have really enjoyed those. So regardless of the dose, Indica, Sativa, check out all the options that OGs Brands has to offer for you at your local dispensary or online at ogsbrands.com. Uh, must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, we got more questions. Is there more questions from our... Uh... Yeah, I have some in the comments, so All right. we'll start with this one. We'll Let's go. There. Uh, starting with the Clutch Canuck, he asks, how comfortable are y'all with Perdomo as the starting shortstop next year? Mm. I guess my, my initial reaction is not very, but... I think that the fact that he kind of has the position right now all to himself, I think yeah. we'll see a lot of development out of him for the remainder of the season. And I think that could be, you know, what gets him to that point. Really, he's just been making some minor errors, but they've been at critical yeah. times and they've been really unfortunate. They're kind of magnified by when they happen. Yeah, this was actually one of the takeaways from the article I wrote today was just um it was in, in particular Saturday's game over the weekend against the Tigers. Um, technically, Geraldo Perdomo only made one error in the game, uh, but I think there were three other plays that he probably should have made. Um, not necessarily all super easy plays or anything like that, but the kinds of plays that you know, you're certainly used to seeing Nick Ahmed make and you're used to seeing a lot of other major league shortstops make. So 
Um, I, it's tough. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo has been billed as a guy who uh, excels defensively and has been ready to play shortstop defense in the major yeah. leagues for a number of years. Um, and we were really worried about him getting blocked by Nick Ahmed, right? Because Nick yeah, Ahmed seemed to be right. the Diamondbacks weren't going to be parting weights with anytime soon. Right. And I think the reverse has sort of happened where, you know, Nick Ahmed has had this, this major procedure that, you know, is going to sideline him for a significant amount of time. Um, and a lot of people are missing watching Nick Ahmed play shortstop every day. And understandably so, if you look at the, uh, some of the defensive metrics, Geraldo Perdomo has been pretty well above, uh, well below average, excuse me, at shortstop defensively. So, um, given the fact that the defense hasn't really been there for him, um, he's not doing a whole lot with the bat just yet. Uh, he's patient. Uh, you know that you're going to get a good at bat from him. Um, but he's hitting around 200. There's not a whole lot of power there. It's mostly singles. So um, the good news is he's 22 years old, right? So yeah, you're not exactly. necessarily sounding the alarm just exactly. yet. Um, and I think it's totally possible that in a couple months we're looking at Geraldo Perdomo very favorably into the future. So we'll have to we'll have to see. Uh, Josh asks if you had to rebuild a stadium for the D-backs, what are some key features you'd want to add to the stadium? That's a great question. That uh, is a great question because I think wasn't this? Uh, I think we talked about this during the lockout. One of those, oh, I'm sure uh, we did. one of those six thousand shows that we did when we didn't have anything actual to talk, <laughs> to talk about. about? Uh, hey, we made it though, right? We, we made did. it to this day of you being here right we now. Did. That's all that matters. Uh, I, I think being reasonable, obviously, you know, being out at the stadium, there's no way that the Diamondbacks can play in an actual outdoor stadium. But for me, that's the biggest priority. So what can you do to simulate in some way or bring in more natural outdoor features to a stadium that's going to still need to be indoors, right? Like I kind of think of the University of Phoenix or State Farm Stadium, I should say now, where the Cardinals play. It's indoors, but it lets in natural light. Yeah, there's more light. So, I mean, I don't know if that's the answer. Obviously, I know that the Diamondbacks have shown this year specifically that they can play a considerable amount of games in April and, you know, May outdoors and probably yeah. a, a handful in September. I just don't know if, you know, the retractable roof is the right call, if it's necessary, if we do something more like what the Cardinals have going on. Um, I I don't know. I, I really don't know. But yeah. I know that there needs to be some way, if it really when it comes down to it, is it just doesn't feel like an actual – baseball park when you go to like you we were just at san diego and the difference is yeah. that day between a stadium like san diego and arizona's but we just we can't have that yeah it also san diego also happens to be like 74 degrees like every single day all the time which sure. helps uh but yeah i'm i'm with you there i think that um we've talked about it before chase field is kind of the the airplane hanger with a swimming pool inside of it and uh yeah it it's it's going to be really hard for Chase Field to be a a genuinely, you know, really cool place to go until they find a way around that. And unfortunately, doing so is going to is going to require some major construction, uh, possibly yeah. just building a new stadium somewhere yeah. else. That's not exactly something you can do overnight. Um, something that I wondered if the team would do for a long time that they haven't so far. And I personally haven't really heard any indications that they will. But. I think there's too many seats at Chase Field. I um, completely agree. And I guess the question was, what would you add? And here I am, like, subtracting things. But I think that would make a big difference. If there's a way to kind of cut cut down the size of, of just the feel of the place and make it a little bit more of an intimate setting, um, 
I think about Salt River Fields, which is a premier uh, facility for spring training and how obviously it's a much smaller stadium, so it's going to be different. But it's a really cool place to watch a game because you just feel like you're kind of right there with everyone. Yeah, yeah. And Chase Field just doesn't have that feeling. It's just this massive building and, and you know, there's usually a lot of empty seats just given where the Diamondbacks attendance numbers have been recently. So, um yeah, I, I don't know. Are there any fun things we could we could add? Well, okay, I, here, I'll say this. Um, I don't know if they're still like this, but I know at one point uh, you can't really stand anywhere in Chase Field without like an usher kind of coming over and moving you fair. along. Yeah. Right. So like, again, if, if we're going to take seats out much like and I've talked about this before, but much like what the Suns did, like some more areas for people yeah. to stand and watch the game move around the park. That's one thing that's so big about when you talk about Salt River Fields, most people don't sit in their seats very long. Now, mind you, if you sit on like the third yeah. base side on a sunny day, you just can't sit there long. Yeah, you physically dust, cannot. <laughs> right? But, you know, you you kind of need to get up and move around. Uh, but for sure, we need to, uh, you know, do things like that. Again, whatever you can do to make it more of a park. Um, and I mean, that's a good point. It doesn't feel like a park. Like it doesn't, doesn't feel like a park. Right? Doesn't feel like a park. You know. Uh, next question comes from Josh Hunt. He also wants to know when we're going to do a baseball movie snake draft. Very soon. Very soon. This guy's here, uh, and I'm going to make him watch baseball movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give him an assignment of watching them first, and then we can do a snake. Pretty draft. much any draft that we do on the show requires like an assignment for me in advance, so that I can is, become informed about whatever it is. We're going to better you as a person. You're going to get some experience. I will pop grow a lot now. as a person grow, working at PHNX. There is no doubt in my oh, mind. Oh man! All right. So uh, Chris Melton in the in the chat asked, "Better home run sound, aluminum or wooden bat?" What a great question. Oh. What a great question. Because I don't know if there's anything better than the sound of a well-struck ball on a wooden bat. Yeah, I think it's the ping, wooden. I think it's the wooden bat. That aluminum ping, though, especially when you watch the College uh -huh. World Series. I, I don't know. It just makes me wish that there wasn't uh, like a ban on aluminum bats in baseball. You know, I, That would be kind of... I feel like there should be some sort of an event where we, we rid ourselves of the wood bats and we just yeah, use aluminum just bats just for aluminum. fun. Yeah. Like that, the, like that cool. home run, uh, home run derby X thing that they're doing. Yeah. With League baseball, right, something like that. Right. Like, yeah. Give me that, that ping sound, but I don't know, man. I mean, just, I think also because it's more rare, right? Like you can get that good sound on an aluminum bat on a single or a well-struck yeah. fly out, but there is something about a ball being hit for a home run where you know it's a goddamn home run yeah. from the time that that Different. sound was made. You're like, that's a home run. I don't even need to look at it. That's 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 why pitchers sometimes don't turn around. They just needed to hear that yeah, sound. Yeah, they just they need like, to hear the sound. Nope, that's gone. I think it's one of the most um it's one of the most unique things that baseball has going for it is there are just these noises in baseball that are just like the sound of the ball hitting the catcher's glove. Sure. There's just these and I don't know, maybe banging a trash can. Yeah, banging a trash yeah, can. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It feels <laughs> it feels like baseball is more I don't know. Do other sports have those kinds of like iconic, oh, I just can't I wait to hear the crack of the bat. We say that in baseball I, I think all the time. Like uh basketball, like I think of like the, the swish. The swish and like yeah, the sneakers swish. squeaking on the court. You know, that's see, but they have to like mic those things. Like the the sure. net is not that loud for those of you sure. who may have been <laughs> yeah. deceived. On the, on it doesn't the, it doesn't yeah normally carry into the to the television broadcast on its own. But uh, 
but yeah, baseball is just, it's a unique thing about the sport. So yeah. no, you're right. You're yeah. right. And I mean, that's, that's the stuff that baseball at times needs to really fall back on. Right. Chase field. Again, when you want to talk about like things that it does well, it's great. It's a great auditory experience because of the acoustics. In the that's building, true. Right? Yeah. So, there are some like, good acoustics good. at Chase field, but then, you know, there is this missing now with the turf, you know, the missing smell of the grass being cut, which was something that you could actually you think smell. you think you could actually smell the grass being cut. Oh, God. When they had real grass in there, you could actually smell like it just it smelled differently. That's all. Like now there's no like natural. We're still trying to figure out what Chase Field smells like. We were trying to know that yesterday. Wetzel's pretzels is still my best answer. Yeah. Yeah. I Chris, get. I think Chris said sweet bread, sweet bread the, yeah, which is actually like, that's a pretty good description. Oh, that's a great. That's yeah. a pretty good answer. It, and it's a great smell. It's a great it smell. It is. It is. Um, the Clutch Canuck asks with the wild card out of reach, what are some goals you want from the D-backs by the end of the season? Um, I don't know, man. I'd say that like what we're seeing right now, Got young guys getting opportunities, not hesitating to bring these guys up and get them time now on a season that feels like, I'm not going to say is a wash, but like you said yourself, it's, it doesn't feel like they're going to be making the playoffs. So why not? Yeah. Why not now? You know, that's the reason why we get the Corbin Carroll question almost every week. What, when Car Corbin Carroll, are we going to see him this year? Well, why, why not? I don't know. I mean, he's, he's vastly outperforming his you know, his competition in the minor league system. But yeah, there is something to be said about baseball and the length of time that they try to give guys so that they don't rush their, you know, their, their march to the majors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the Corbin Carroll question. Yeah. I mean, it always, it always comes back. There's someone who asked on Twitter about that just a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one as far as whether to bring up someone like that. You really want to be careful with, um, you know, bringing them up too soon. I think yeah. it can it can definitely put guys in a tough spot. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think as far as goals for the season are are concerned, I think you're, I think the Diamondbacks are still in a place of trying to to narrow down. Right, they're they're in a place of trying to figure out who are going to be the members of this next great Diamondbacks team that everyone is is hoping they get to see soon. And I think we're seeing some of them, right? I mean, yeah. Alec Thomas seems to be in there for sure. Um, and Cattell Marte is going to be here for a while, hasn't had as great of a season. Maybe that's a goal that you're looking for is for Cattell yeah, to, to get back on track. For yeah. Sure. And to get back on the field, right? Not just be DHing, but to be the guy that MLB Network said was going to be the best second baseman in baseball this year. Right. Which, right. Holy shit. Yeah. That hasn't exactly happened so far. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a matter of trying to figure out who these who these guys are, and the closer the Diamondbacks can get to that point of clarity where they feel like they know yeah. who those guys are and who they're going to give the bulk of the playing time to next season, that's that's what you're looking for. It's the core, right? And they still haven't figured out the core is, and no. that's why they're still so far away from winning and being competitive, right? Yeah, the Dodgers know who their core is, and then not only do they have a robust it's a very large system. core. <laughs> well, it's a large core with a robust minor league system that they can keep trying guys out to kind of see who might be able to be added to that core. Yeah. And also the money deep pockets to be bringing in guys from outside to be adding to the thing that they've already built, right? But the Diamondbacks don't even know who their core is yet. That's that first step. And then, you know, the success, the supplementing it with free agents and stuff, that's kind of a final step. 
Yeah. Josh Hunt talked about the 2018 Suns and being like them in the comments. This is exactly right. Like I said before the season started, I feel like we're the 2018 Suns. We got our pieces, and they just got to develop and get a few solid transplants, and we're going to see a winning record. That's what it feels like. It's a matter of being patient, though, right? And it it sucks to live through those years. It sucks to live through the 2012 through 2019 part of the Suns run. You want to just get to the part that we're yeah. at now, right? But yeah, even the part was, we're at now rough. is experiencing heartbreak and disappointment. And so it's a it's a nicer heartbreak and disappointment. It, it, than it's the, uh, much nicer to be yeah. the best team in the baseball during the regular season and then just kind of get bounced from the playoffs. But we're not we're not gonna talk about that. We don't need more heartbreak. We have enough heartbreak. It's an off day. We're not taking <laughs> on our problems on top of your problems on top of our problems. But uh we thank you guys so much for being with us in the chat. We thank you for your mailbag Monday questions. Of course, we appreciate you guys more than anything because we wouldn't be doing this without you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Do me a favor. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. <clears throat> I know all the sports are done. You can get down on baseball. Remember, kids. Baseball is fun, but it's finally so much doing, more fun. You finally doing baseball ads? We're going to be doing baseball hey, ads right now, okay. but not yet, Jesse, right. because this uh, this weekend is UFC 272, uh, of course. July second, <laughs> uh, or excuse me, 276. So uh, there is more than one way for you to get down on the DraftKings sportsbook, and of course, you can get down in the octagon with the DraftKings sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Download the DraftKings sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win, and you will get $100 in free bets no matter what. Again, I compared it yesterday to if you bet on a guy, and then he gets beat up, and then you get paid for it. So it's like it's like he got beat up and for money he owes you or something. Uh, whatever you want to do with it, of course, uh, those, those free bets can then be parlayed into uh, all sorts of fun, not only on the UFC 276 pay-per-view, but on baseball, on I don't know. Uh, cricket. There's all sorts of options uh, during the summer. I know the other sports are gone, but baseball, we reign supreme during the summer. Make sure to get down on that as well on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the same game parlay. They have a great option now on the DraftKings Sportsbook where they're they're putting some same game parlays together for you, which is kind of oh. nice. Uh, yeah. Whoa, I just realized my app works now. Hey, this oh guy. My gosh. We're getting it down. We're getting Jesse, download it. Get down to UFC 276 gonna, right I'm now. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do uh, that. That's code PHNX, PHNX, this Saturday. Okay. DraftKings Sportsbook. I got it. The official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age, minimum age, and eligibility eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for Are details. Are you looking Jesse. at me when you no, say minimum age? No, I was not. I was not. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, oh go get gosh. down on it right now. Of course, makes it makes everything more fun. Let's be honest. UFC is already fun, but get down on that. And it'll make it more fun. Uh, we thank you guys again so much for watching us. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Uh, starting next week, we're going to have a bit of a schedule change. So hopefully you guys will enjoy finding us a bit earlier in the day. We are going to be having lunch with you more often join us for our live shows at 12 30 right here in the studio so uh get get more of that we'll still be doing our post series uh wrap-up shows about 10 minutes after the final out uh whenever we can get this guy out of the stadium basically is what we're looking <laughs> for but we're gonna do a better job than we did yesterday for sure uh we thank you guys so much for checking us out if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app please subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review 
Uh, we thank you so much for that. And we thank you again for your questions and for joining us today. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate you as always. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you do it in studio with the boys. <laughs>